Hello? Hey, Sylvester? Sylvester Stallone? It's me, Carl Weathers. You know, Apollo Creed. Yo, how you doing? I'm great. Look, Sly, the reason I'm calling is that I heard that 50 Cent dropped out of the Expendables, and I have a great replacement to tell you about. Give me a name, or this is going to another level. Well, let's not get carried away. But the person I'm referring to is me. Are you crazy? No. No, I'm not. It's really not that crazy. I mean, you have a lot of old action stars in the movie. Mickey Rourke, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jet Li. You even have Dolph Lundgren in the movie. I remember him. I sure do. He played Ivan Drago, the Russian boxer who killed me in Rocky IV. Man, why did I have to die? I could have hung around as your coach or mentor. Like an African-American Mickey. It's one of the mysteries in life. You just got to accept on faith. Well, all that's in the past anyway. Let's talk about my future in The Expendables. Look, Sly, I think I can bring a whole new perspective and really change the dynamic of the movie. Are you bringing any weapons? No, I'm not. You're not changing anything. No, really. I think you should consider me for the role of Hail Caesar. So why are you pushing me? I haven't done anything to you. I'm not pushing you, Sly. You saying I got no brains? No, I'm not saying that either. It's just that I'm perfect for the role and you should cast me. Well, forget that. Why, Sly? What's wrong with me? I'm still in great shape. I go to the gym. I have all the Billy Blank Tybo DVDs. You're a real tough guy on the phone. Don't be like that, Sly. Come on, we go back a ways, don't we? We shared some incredibly strong emotional bonds. Like that time during Rocky II when you invited me to your trailer and gave me a 40 of malt liquor and asked to see my... You shut your mouth. Why, this is going to the next level. You got that. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up. But why won't you cast me, Sly? You want to hear me say it? You want to break me down? All right, I'm afraid. For the first time in my life, I'm afraid. What are you afraid of? You're Sylvester Stallone. On screen, you've killed more people than smallpox. What can you possibly be afraid of? Farmer's war zone. Man, you're right. Here I am thinking of my own problems when there are women and children dying every day in a civil war that's lasted over 40 years. I'm so petty. Look, forget about casting me in the Expendables. I'm going to be busy anyway. I'm booking the next flight to Burma and will use my international fame to start a grassroots campaign to help the impoverished people of that country. I'll be like Sally Struthers. Well, thanks for enlightening me, Sly. But hey, if you ever want to do Rocky Seven, let me know. I'll be available for any flashback scenes of Apollo, or maybe his ghost will make an appearance at the gym. Either way, I'm in. Thanks again, Sly. I want to break every beautiful bone in your body. Do you enjoy knives? Do you like Huey Lewis on the news? Do you enjoy knives? Oh, yes. I want to know it. So when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. That's all over the second we ride up Troy's bucket. Get them in the crosshairs. Your early work was a little too away from the like it comes these morons on the internet like this Troy and Emery who have no idea what they're talking about. Try again. Nobody ever wins a fight. It's the random, random show. Random show. With Troy and Emery. Hello everyone. Welcome to the random show with Troy and Emery. I'm Troy. Emery, you on the line? I, I'm here. I'm here. How are you this week? Uh, I'm pretty okay. 
Do you uh, like the sound quality this week? Because I finally bought some new software. So uh, Your cheap ass finally got rid of the free software that you had. Congrats. Yes. Well, you know, free is obviously free, and uh, that has appeal in itself, but I guess I was tired, especially you were tired of the uh, software glitches we were having, so hopefully those will be in the past. Um, so, what do you got for us this week? You got anything? You want to talk about anything? Uh, well, the first thing I want to talk about is your Carl Weathers impression. Oh. What was it? Too uh, too English for you? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it wasn't it, first. It wasn't too anything for me. It was. It would. Were you even? Were you even attempting to do an, a, a Carl Weathers impression? Were you, were you thinking you know, up your voice at all? I was going to, at first when I um, did the bit. I was thinking, okay, you know, can I sound black? But Carl Weathers doesn't sound black, right? And then I thought, well, this will be my Carl Weathers, like from Happy Gilmore. You know, he's just. You know, he talks just like a, a wasp, like an Anglo-Saxon. Here's the thing about the Carl Weathers impression, though. You have to be able to do Billy D. Williams to do Carl Weathers, because they're pretty much the same guy, right? Um, so, no, they're not. So, so to get into Carl Weathers' territory, you just have to say over and over in your head, how you doing, Chewbacca? And <laughs> once you get into the, you know, my name is Lando Calrissian, administrator of this facility, you, you can get into that Carl's, Carl Weathers register, so... Let me let me is, let me hear you try it. Wait, wait. Before we even do that, is um, Billy D. Williams is just the scope of his career going to be Star Wars? Are we not going to recognize like the the malt liquor commercials, the Cold Forty Five commercials, and yes. Bingo Long and his traveling all stars and Brian song? Is it exactly? Are we not going to recognize those other? aspects of his career is it strictly going i can to do it the- i mean i isn't that what we just did didn't we just recognize um, that i love well, my I- friend brian piccolo <laughs> about a coach 45 how you doing chewbacca <laughs> there you go that's billy d williams's life wrapped up in okay lines now i have to disagree with you i don't think uh, billy d williams and carl weathers sound alike because billy d has that he has that more velvety flow to his voice and carl weathers has that more you know that i don't know that harder edge to his voice it's not as smooth i mean it, i don't think women are dropping their panties at the sound of carl weathers voice they're definitely not dropping their panties at your your voice either so i don't know i like my npr voice i thought it was very you know i thought i could introduce or and uh most NPR shows and take them out to commercial as well with my voice. You could, I guess. But you know, it it got the uh, Carl Weathers would it, beat you. I th- think it got the message across. So, but yeah, I tried to. Did you notice a little intonation of like a little bit of black when when I said sly? I was trying to like did, did throw you, it in there. It almost seemed like you were reading off a script. Did you script out the whole entire thing before you recorded it? I did script it out. So I mean, more it was more of an outline than a script. I didn't want to, you know, like interior, uh, you know, apartment room, phone ring. <laughs> no, I feel I feel it. I've I've had to do that before. You know, it's it's difficult. Yeah. So uh, I I did sort of an outline and read off that. But I hope everyone enjoyed it. You know, uh, I think we're gonna alternate. I think this week was my week to do the bit. And <laughs> next week we'll have to be, or maybe we'll do a joint bit next week, and we it'll be, you know. Uh, a joint production, like a Spike Lee film. So, um, but anyway, uh, 
getting to the Carl Weathers and my bit, last week you had mentioned you want to talk a little bit about Sylvester Stallone's new movie, The Expendables. The Expendables uh, which is probably going to be the greatest movie ever. And Better than Cobra? Oh, by far. I mean, it's gonna, it, you know, it, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna make Cobra a distant second, but, uh, it's, it's just lining up. I mean, the stars are aligning. You know, the, the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter has aligned with Mars. And, uh, it, the Expendables is gearing up to be the biggest movie ever of all time. Wow. I, I wow. assume you've done your homework on it. I, I've done a little bit. I mean, I just know as, as the bit, uh, internet, um, or claims that, uh, 50 Cent dropped out of the movie. And uh, they got some new guy in uh, – I forgot what his name was, former NFL player. But apparently it's supposed to be about a bunch of um, old action stars, right? Or And – see, that's what I'm confused about the movie. Is it a movie within a movie, kind of like uh, Tropic Thunder or is this like people – I don't think it matters, man. I think what matters is uh, the lineup and the fact that it's a men-on-a-mission movie – and Stallone pinned the script. He's going to be behind the camera. And uh, what what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Well, let's see. Uh, Dolph Lundgren's in the movie. Dolph Lundgren. Yes, Mickey Rourke is in the movie. Mickey Rourke. That those two together, I think, could be a recipe for disaster. That's what they said about Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man, and look how well that turned out. Okay, you're right. Okay, I stand corrected. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean 2010. I, you know, he's been on a little string of hits here recently with the uh, with Rambo, which I enjoyed immensely. I mean, that is one violent movie, but uh, very good. I thought it was. You bring any weapons? <laughs> Burma's a war zone. Um, and Rocky Balboa, which I thought was a fitting end to the to the Rocky series, as opposed to Rocky Five, which uh, should be erased out of existence. I thought Rocky Balboa was was badass. I love that flick. Yeah, and I thought that, that kind of you know marked his comeback a little bit because uh, I think his last movie that I enjoyed prior to that was probably Cliffhanger, and uh, that was more so for. Um, John Lithgow than anything else, and watching that chick fall off the uh, the cliff at the very beginning that was pretty badass. But um, I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, Stallone's getting pretty old, though. I mean, he's like what 60, 62, 63? Yeah, right around there. And he still wants to do these action movies. I mean, it's uh, he's going to have to start doing them in Depends here pretty soon. Although there was that picture floating around the internet of him working out, and he's still solid. I mean, he looks rock hard. How many times have I told you to pick up his book? Sylvester Stallone wrote this book called Sly Moves, and it's part self-deprecating autobiography, part manual for living life. And it's just a genius piece of literature. And I've been trying to get Troy to uh, take it and try to squeeze some wisdom uh, from it in his personal life and in his workout life and he refuses to do so 
No, 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 that is not true. I mean, I I do want to read the book, but I have such a backlog of things that I need to read that uh, Sly Moves just hasn't moved to the top of the queue yet. But um, he, uh, I think he, he, he every single morning when Sly wakes up, he takes a shot of apple cider vinegar, uh, and he says it balances out his pH. And he says that he hasn't been sick. Uh, in, in like 38 years because he drinks apple cider vinegar every single morning. And I just told our friend Matt Easton about that. And Matt, and do you, and Matt, and Matt Easton started drinking apple cider vinegar every single day. I think drinking apple cider vinegar would make me sick. And uh, actually that might work. That's Maybe that's how it works. It purges out all the uh, the toxins in your body by making you either puke them out or expel them uh, through your sphincter, and because uh, apple cider vinegar, just you know, that's what you clean coffee machines with. That's not necessarily something you should be ingesting. But I think that's how you first introduced me to the the book because you're tell you're saying that because I was going to the gym one day and you're saying, hey, Sly takes you know he drinks caffeine right before he goes to the gym and it gives him like a huge <laughs> boost, which I don't know if that's necessarily. You know, a big insight because I think most kindergartners know. Well, no, I I just like the fact that I like for about a month I was running around on the street just extolling all this advice that I had uh, I'd gotten from his book and telling all my friends to follow it. Yet I do not follow any of his (laughs) advice. I'm like I'm like Ted Haggerty of Sly Stallone's world. Like I tell everybody to like you know believe in God and that homosexuality is wrong, but I'm like out banging a male prostitute like. So seriously, live by Sly's rules, but I don't have Yes. And I think everybody out there, that's going to be – maybe this will be a new feature on the podcast. We're going to do a book of the week, and that is the pick for this week, Sly Moves by Sylvester Stallone. Sly Moves. Uh, Yes, an informal guide to life. And is it an autobiography too? Does he talk about – Yeah, he talks about everything, and and he's – like all kidding aside, he's a a good writer, and – He's coming to the stage of his life where he's got this very self-deprecating sense of humor, and he knows uh, that a lot of the movies he made, uh, you know, the last 30 years are great big turd burgers, and he's willing to admit that and make fun of himself, and it's it's a good book. And there's a well, and, and like the last half is all the workout stuff, and it, it, there's like pictures of him and his crazy, you know, like veins popping out. Uh, physique and his wife actually does the female workout part of the book. So it's for, uh, it can be for, for girls too. You know, there's like a female workout tips. Is he still married to that model? Yeah. What's her name? Uh, her name is escaping me right now. It's, um, Jennifer Flavin. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 She's super cute, you know. Oh yeah. She was definitely hot in her day. I think I have a naked picture of her somewhere that, uh, I used to um, yeah. enjoy myself with. Anyway, uh, okay, so Sly Moves. That's pick of the week, everybody. You know, Go to your library or to your nearest bookstore and purchase, and I will purchase it as well one of these days. Um, but what is your favorite Sylvester Stallone movie? Take it – wait, wait, wait. But you have to take out the Rambo and the Rocky movies. No Rambos and no Rockies. Uh. No Rambos, no Rockies. Favorite Stallone movie? I've got there are like a couple fringe Stallone movies that I've always really enjoyed. Uh, one being Tango and Cash, I think yes. is just like a perfect 
piece. I mean, Tango and Cash is pretty the, much the death knell of the eighties buddy cop movie. Buddy movie, yeah. I mean, buddy cop movie. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it was like the Heaven's Gate of the buddy cop movie, where it took every single cliche and stereotype, uh, and and just like throw away bullshit line and car chase and explosion and just times it by 58 billion and Kurt Russell's hair is ridiculous. The wardrobes are ridiculous. The dialogue is awful. Jack Palance plays, uh, the villain du jour and he's just in like full on Jack Palance mode. And it's, it's, it's like so gaudy and awful that you can't look away. And, uh, I'm trying to remember who directed that movie now. Was that was that Lee Tamahori? Was that I'm not sure. Lee Tamahori. Um who was who did the Actually no 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 no. I think it, was. It, it wasn't him. It but it was it was a foreign director and uh it's it's just terrible. Uh but you have to see I it. Look, I can look it up real quick. Lee Tamahori, the last thing I recall him directing was that the Bond movie Die Another Day of a couple of years ago. And didn't he just like rape some no, he he got he got caught with like a uh, a tranny hooker down on uh, oh. down on like Melrose or something. Only in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, oh, it's got two directors: the Andre Conchel. I think I think I think one of them got fired like halfway through. Like uh, Stallone himself fired the first guy that he hired, and then brought in some other guy. If if I remember the story correctly. You know, and it's interesting in Tango and Cash for anybody who hasn't seen it, and if you haven't seen it. Um, you know, I don't know what's wrong with you, but in that movie, you would think Stallone being Stallone, that he would play like the, the kind of outsider, the rebel cop, you know, the bad cop to Kurt Russell's kind of good cop. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like the pencil neck. He, you know, he's like the, uh, he wears the suit. He's got the tie. He's got the glasses. You know, he's very, he's very procedural. Whereas Kurt Russell is more the dirty, hairy, you know, the loose cannon. Yeah. Outside the rules. So. But you're right. It is a uh, it is a good movie um, for those fringe Stallone movies. Actually, my guilty Stallone movie, my guilty pleasure, would probably have to be um, Judge Dredd, which I know most people hate that movie. I saw it in the theater with my brother. Never, have, never, never too. have I thought about it again since that day. <laughs> and all was a, all one hundred honest. Was it the Rob Schneider effect? Because most people hate that movie because of Rob Schneider I'd, in there. I thought he was the best part of the movie. Am I wrong? Really? <laughs> no. I mean, Judge Dredd, I think it combines all the classic Stallone elements. You've got him doing the cheesy one-liners, you know, I am the law. And and he's doing them almost in his exaggerated Stallone voice. You know, it's like he's got his his droopy lip that's just accentuated. It's like he, I don't know if he had Botox for his lip for that movie, but it, it's just in that strict, you know, lazy lip that he has. Right. And, uh, and most, I don't think he says more than, you know, five words in a sentence the whole movie. I think it's all just, you know, he spouts just quick guttural, I am the law and the double whammy and Rob Schneider, get my coffee. But, uh, I guess the best part I like about that movie is Diane Lane in that tight uh, spandex outfit that she has to wear uh, throughout most of the movie. So I have this thing for Diane Lane. Ever since uh, Cherry and The Outsiders, I just well, 
I've, I've been to excise that. I mean, whenever you feel the need to watch Judge Dredd, just watch Unfaithful, and you'll be okay. I think that uh, Demolition Man got everything right that Judge Dredd missed for me. Like, no. Dem- Dem- Demolition Man on its own is a fantastic tour de force of a crappy movie. Um, you know, you got the Snipes versus Stallone cage match of the century. You got the the ridiculous, you know, uh, idealized vision of the utopian future Los Angeles. Right. For, you got that every crappy... restaurant Taco Bell, which is one of my favorite parts. You have Dennis Leary playing the leader of the underground rebel resistance. Uh, it's it's amazing. Have you have you heard that theory about um, Demolition Man and like a lot of things that they said in that movie actually were going to come true? Have you have you heard of that? That I've not, but I'd be willing to listen for sure. Yeah, apparently, if you watch that movie and you uh, like things that they predict in that movie, as uh, or you know things that in the future um, that happen in that movie, apparently have either will happen or some people say are, are going to happen. Um, and I forgot there was a site too that uh, it's like demolition Nostradamus, you know, um, fort prophecies that uh, <laughs> that that would be a worthy if anybody uh, knows um, that site or knows about that prophecy, uh, leave us a comment and because uh, I would like to to get that out. But um, I actually I hate Demolition Man. Um, Sandra Bullock in that movie just annoys the crap out of me. Uh, Sandra Bullock has never been better in anything else in her entire career than she was in Demolition Man. I will stand by that till the day I die. Oh, really? Yeah. Name 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 a better Sandra Bullock performance than Demolition Man. Um, can't do it. Speed. Can't do it. That's it. Do it. No, uh, can't do it. No. I I hate Wesley Snipes' white haired mohawk, whatever the hell he's got. Uh, going on in that movie. Simon Phoenix? No, you can't hate Simon Phoenix. He's the ultimate bad guy. <laughs> Simon Phoenix, come on. I mean, I, I realize, you know, they're trying to be literal with his last name, but it's it's too much. It's like, it's a punch in the face. The whole movie is a punch in your like, face. What do, you, what do you do with the two little seashells? On the back of the toilet, there's two little seashells, and I don't know how to figure out how to use them. <laughs> how do you ever figure out how to use a seashell? Like... God, that movie's great. I'm gonna actually gonna go to Blockbuster after we're done recording and get Demolition Man. Okay. If I d- if do I that. don't get uh here we come another Stallone fringe movie, Lockdown. Have you have you ever seen Lockdown? Yes, I have seen Lockdown. What a mind fuck of a movie. To- and I saw it when I was like in that kind of uh, impressionable age where I was hanging out at like my aunt or my grandma's house one weekend and they had pay cable TV and my parents didn't. And I, you know, I wandered off into a bedroom to like take a nap or whatever and lockdown comes on and it's like the prison movie. And there's like, actually you're, you're talking about lock up, right? Lock up, lock up. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and there's like, you know, prison brutality and like rape and the electric chair. And it's like this sadistic warden, you know, and I watched it at far too young of an age and I've, for the most part, legally, I've walked a straight and narrow line ever since then because I never wanted to end up in a prison rules fucking football game like is one of the climactic moments in that movie. And I kept expecting, like, the Rocky theme to keep just popping up, like, during that. I was like, oh, that would have been awesome if they had it. But, uh, 
Lockup. That is a fringe. One of his. When did that come out? That was like eighties, right? Late eighties. Yeah, it must have been late eighties. Yeah, I'd say you know honestly, I'd say like ninety or ninety one. Uh, whatever. It is. It is one of the uh, the fringe movies that it's. That's one of those late night cable movies that you know whenever it comes on, I kind of have to watch it, and it's just a weird fascination to it with it. Um, actually, I remember one of his early movies that came on cable all the time, came on HBO that I would watch, which is a god awful movie. Is his uh his sports drama Escape to Victory? Escape to Victory, with, also known with, as Victory, with Pele and Michael Caine. With with Pele and Michael Caine, another just directed by awful. John Huston. Was it really? Yeah. No way. Indeed. I I did not know that. Um, wow, his career really went to the shitter at the end. Um, but that's just, I remember that came on HBO, like it seemed like every other uh, afternoon. And um, I would, me and my brothers would constantly watch that. Yeah, that was a big um, 80s, you know, Sunday afternoon movie. I, I remember seeing it a number of times and never once feeling the urge to go pick up a soccer ball. What What are the, like, different sports that Sylvester Stallone has... Um, participated in, in all of his movies. Can you name them? Uh, I mean, boxing, obviously. Boxing, uh, death race. Death race, so that's car racing, So, which he also did in Driven, right? Yeah. Another god-awful movie. And then we just discussed he did soccer, or football, as the Europeans call football, it. Yeah. That's three. Um, uh, rock climbing and cliffhanger. Rock climbing and cliffhanger. It's got to be. There's one more, right? Or he does dancing. Does it? Does that count as a sport? Oh wait, over the top. The arm wrestling. Yeah, arm, arm wrestling with the classic Kenny Loggins uh, soundtrack. Did you like Over the Top? I love. I actually have Over the Top on DVD. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Um, I think I only like Over the Top for the Kenny Loggins soundtrack. Kenny Loggins. I mean, most unheralded personality of an entire decade. I mean, he, Kenny Loggins, the king. I mean, literally. I mean, you can talk about whoever you want to. You can James Horner, uh, uh, you John know, Williams. John Williams, Danny Elfman. You can talk about any of these guys. Kenny Loggins was the king of the 1980s soundtrack. You got, you know, the Caddyshack, uh, Top Gun, Footloose, Over the Top. I mean, it was just like literally one hit after another. Uh, and and he does. I mean, he doesn't get talked about at all as as, as a contributor to uh, cinema, and it, it breaks my you heart. Think he, yeah, you think he would have had a career if it wasn't for movies? Um, I mean, it's amazing that he was able to, uh, you know, be able to write lyrics that somehow magically uh, were able to fit these movies. Because I was always under the opinion that Kenny Loggins just happened to have these songs, and then the screenplays were written because of the Kenny Loggins song, well, the, and not the other the way. The weird around. thing to me is, like, I've never seen Kenny Loggins in concert, and I've never seen a Kenny Loggins uh, concert or show advertised. I don't and think I've if, ever seen a picture of Kenny Loggins. And, and if I did see one advertised, I would probably scoff at the notion of going to a Kenny Loggins show, which is too bad for me, because guess what? For all the people who have ever been to a Kenny Loggins concert, I bet it's the most exhilaratingly fun, uh, just like let your hair down experience you could possibly have because of all. I mean, I mean, how how many hits would be packed into that show? Can you even imagine? I, I mean, wonder if going to show... see Rick Springfield or you know 
the simple minds or aha, you, you, you spend the whole entire show waiting for one song, like one fucking song that they play right at the end that they play, that was popular for a minute in the eighties. You go to a Kenny Loggins show, it's just like front to back, side to side. I mean, there's just like hits jumping out of that place. Do you think, uh, they show coming attractions before his concerts? I would imagine they do. Yeah. I would think that they would have to. And you would have to eat popcorn and goobers while you're watching his show. Yeah. Um, all right, so was that all the sports movies? I think that's it for Rambo, unless you consider killing a sport, which I think uh, he does. So that would put it up there to six. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, that's it. That's all I got for, for Rocky, for, for good old Sly. Um, unless you want to bring anything else out. He's gay. That's a bombshell. I'm twittering. I am twittering that right now. Um, All right, everybody, you heard it first. He's uh, he likes balls across the nose. Good job. It's true. (laughs) Um, I got nothing else, brother. All right, man. (laughs) Are you good? You like it? Yeah, I like it. I'm gonna go to Blockbuster and uh, I'm I'm actually gonna go see if they have Demolition Man. Okay. Kind of excited. All right, everybody. we're back on keeping these things short and sweet. So, and as you can see, we're back on a regular schedule. So, uh, next week we'll have another edition of the random show with Troy and Emery, but please leave your comments at the website, www.therandomtroyshow.wordpress.com. Uh, talk back. We do appreciate your talk back. I don't, we didn't have a whole lot this week. Uh, Emery, unless you got some personal emails, but, uh, I don't think anybody really listened to our last episode. No, your, bro- your brother got pissed I talked shit about Madonna, so we probably just lost a listener with that. Yeah, oh. you, you kind of crossed the, um, the holy of holies with him. You, you do not chastise Madonna in any way whatsoever. But uh, he'll get over it. He'll, he'll just have All to I'm saying is that when a well-traveled penis like Warren Beatty decides that he'd rather have it spend its time with somebody like Annette Benning than Madonna, what does that say about Madonna? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, but uh, if you also at the website, the uh, I'm also going to be leaving more show notes, and um, I'm also I'm p- going to put a link there to the soundboard that I use the opening bit with. There's a uh, Sylvester Stallone soundboard that I got a lot of those bits from. There's also an Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard that I'll post up there, that, which I hear is a lot of fun as well. You've you've been on the Arnold oh Schwarzenegger. Oh my god! Board. I've spent hours on that soundboard uh, alone in the dark, <laughs> sober, sober, laughing until I I where tears were coming out my face. Yes. So I will put the. Uh, the links to those soundboards, and I'll also put a link to the uh, where you can purchase the uh, Sly Moves, and actually you can help. If you purchase it through our website, you can help uh, me afford some of the software that I've been having to buy uh, so that you know you get a higher quality podcast from us. So uh, so leave some comments. We're obviously, we're obviously about quality. Yes. <laughs> so uh, purchase a book from us, help, help donate to our cause. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks, Henry. All right. Have a good night there, Chewbacca. (laughs) Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Random Show with Troy and Emery. Please visit our webpage at www.randomtroyshow.wordpress.com 
where you can find our contact information and download past episodes. You can also listen to the podcast by subscribing in iTunes. Music for the Random Show with Troy and Emery by Champions of the Universe. This has been a Without Borders production. Sly-centric episode. It'll be Sly-tastic. What are you doing?